0: When you looked in the mirror this morning to begin your morning routine, whatever time that was, what single characteristic mark would you use to describe that face looking back at you? What has marked you more than anything else? This marking of identity, of learning to embrace the mystery of a person, what a person really is, That's what John's gospel, the gospel we read today, is completely concerned with. Who are you really is the question at the forefront. And for one person in particular, Jesus Christ, John's gospel meditates on this endlessly. Who is Jesus? Who is the son of the father? And if this son is so preoccupied with coming close to ordinary human life, who are we? St. Thomas the Apostle is particularly helpful in starting to answer those very questions. All four Gospels mention Thomas, but only in John's Gospel do we find three encounters recorded that Thomas has with Jesus the first one before Jesus goes to raise Lazarus from the dead Lazarus from the dead the disciples were worried they told him not to go that he could be killed but Thomas is the one who speaks up with great courage saying let us also go that we may die with him Second, during the Last Supper, Thomas is the one who speaks up in the middle of the confusion and all of their lostness. He speaks up and asks, Lord, we know not where you are going. How will we know the way? This is the question that sets up that famous response to which Jesus responds, I am the way and the truth and the life. Thomas is the one who draws that out of Jesus. And then finally, third, today's gospel. When the resurrected Christ returns to show Thomas the wounds, after Thomas seemed to have missed him eight days earlier, and Thomas said he refused to believe unless he puts his hands in the wounds. And after Thomas feels these wounds, he exclaims, my Lord, my God." Something happened when Thomas placed his fingers in Christ's wound that made his suffering body feel at home. He wasn't thinking his way into feeling at home, but he really knew in his bones, in his flesh, that he was at home. Feeling a feeling that somehow his body exhausted from grieving the alienation and loneliness of the crucifixion, remembered was there hidden all along, the wholeness of being known, of being found. Not in spite of, but present within Thomas's own vulnerable and hurting flesh, mirrored so close to Christ's wounded, resurrected flesh, and so close to so many other hungry bodies in the darkness of that place, he finally got what he needed. Thomas needed to be found. There are only two times when someone calls Jesus God in the Gospel of John. Thomas is the only apostle who explicitly makes a full confession of the divinity of Christ he somehow understands that this resurrected Christ really is God. It's not enough for Thomas that Jesus be a role model, a teacher, an exemplar of the faith. What Thomas shows us both in his courage and in his fear is that Jesus is so much more than that. Jesus is God. What kind of a person is Thomas? Is he the villain, the enemy? Is he a failure in his doubt? Is he just someone always late to the party? I mean, where exactly was he eight days earlier when Jesus came to them? The impulse to categorize, to judge, to mark, is not that different from the ways we label ourselves or our neighbors. Are we the hero, the villain, the failure, the forgotten? What we see in Jesus' appearing to Thomas, his willingness to let him put his fingers in the wounds in his side, is a complete lack of condemnation. There is no condemnation of Thomas' protesting. Christ knows that Thomas wants to know him, that Thomas does not want to be talked into faith, that he must experience it for himself. Earlier in John's gospel, in the 10th chapter, Jesus told a parable, very well-known one: "I am the Good Shepherd." I am the good shepherd. I know my own by name and my own know me. I lay down my life for the sheep. I'm not like a hired hand. A hired hand sees the wolf coming and abandons the sheep. I will never do that, not even for wayward, lost, wandering sheep. I am the good shepherd, says Jesus. I know my own, and my own know me. In one sense, even in the resurrection appearances, Jesus is still being that shepherd. He did lay down his life for his sheep, and now he'll do whatever he needs to do to draw all people back into the sheepfold, even those who doubt. So what if Thomas isn't a villain or a hero? He's not a failure nor a success. What if his doubt is not the most important thing about him? What if Thomas's identity is actually that he's a legitimate sheep in the sheepfold for whom the good shepherd lays down his life? If Thomas can be more than the labels that have been thrust upon him by judgments of condemnation, this obsession about his perceived doubt. Could you and I be seen as more than the worst thing we've ever done, more than the worst thing that's ever been done to us? What if what marks us is not evaluative, but is how we are seen as precious in the eyes of our good shepherd who goes searching for wayward sheep. St. Thomas, the apostle, learned that he truly was Christ's own forever. The moment he put his fingers into the wounds and he cried out, my Lord, my God, Thomas realizes this is God the good shepherd, and he's ready to be embraced back into the sheepfold. The most powerful way that you and I get to experience what Thomas did, this very physical way of being embraced in the sheepfold, is through baptism. When each of us sheep are anointed with fine oil and given this promise you are sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked as Christ's own forever. We are marked as Christ's own, always being summoned back to the sheepfold, always being invited to make our lives about forgiving sins, always marked by our relationship to the Good Shepherd, the one who will embrace us at our most courageous and our most fearful. So I have an ask of all of you, listening or watching from wherever you are. Tonight, when you go to brush your teeth and you see yourself in the bathroom mirror, take just two minutes to really look at yourself. See all of your strength and your frailty, your brilliance and your imperfections, your integrity and your mistakes, your faith and your doubt very clearly. And after you have done that and when you are ready, make the sign of the cross on your forehead and believe somewhere deep in your flesh and bones what I say to you right now. You, you, You are marked by the God who knows you as his very own. Amen.